Y'all already know what it is. One of the hottest podcasts out right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey y'all, it is your girl, One Lungy, and I am reporting to you guys live from Orlando with Namaya and the crew. So if you guys hear some background noise, um, I'm in the house with five kids um, and I told them don't bother me for like 30 minutes to an hour. So we'll see how that goes. But... This episode will be very brief, sweet, and straight to the point. The title of this podcast episode is I Had It All But Love. And this episode kind of digs into my upbringing and kind of puts me, kind of ballparks where I am now as far as with my social life and everything would just kind of come in together. I do have a disclaimer. On this episode, I will mainly be talking about my parents. Um, And if they do decide to listen to this, it's nothing against them because I love my parents dearly. And at that time of me growing up, that was all they knew. So, yeah, disclaimer. I'm not talking down on my parents. I'm not talking about them. I'm just talking about from a child perspective and a lot of times parents don't know how their their child feel they thought that they did everything possible and that we had the best life but don't know that once we get older it kind of plays an a, a um it, it, it plays a big part of us once we get older and that's basically <clears throat> excuse me what this podcast will typically be about So let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and start. So for me, well, let me just narrow it in with the, the, the title. I had everything but love. I had my mom and my dad, but I did not have my mother and my father. And I, growing up, I basically had everything there was to have materialistically in name brand. I had the newest phone. I almost had every phone growing up. I had the the newest Jordan. Do you know back then the Jordans were kind of active? They're not like retro, like they coming out again. I had them when they first came out. I had Tommy Hilfiger. I had Nautica. I had every name brand that you can think of that was out at that time. I had them. I had a updated shoes. I had everything that could be tied into my parents spending money to give it to me I had that but when it was time for track meets I had to beg my parents to come when it was time for me to sing a lead song at church going up my grandmother was there when it came to having a chaperone go on field trips with me my mom and my dad wasn't there my grandmother was there 
when it was time for cheerleading competition, my best friend parents were there supporting me when I had cheer game, when I had to cheer for games. My best friend parents were there. My parents were in my life, but they were they were not active in my life. And my my mom and my dad lived a street life growing up as they always say I know you guys heard this a million times if your parents were in the streets quote unquote doing doing things I threw play I threw plenty bricks at the chain game to make sure that y'all have and that's basically what my lifestyle was growing up my mom and my dad threw bricks at the chain game to make sure that their kids had everything that they could have and it was all sweet and good growing up because it was all sweet and thing growing up because you know you know you're the proper kid in school everybody like oh my god I want this why don't you have that I mean I want this why can't I have that it was all sweet and good but on the inside I was cringe like in the inside I was like crumbling in the inside because I had everything but they had their parents that loved them their parents were there their parents can they can sit on and have conversation with their parents I couldn't do that I had to depend on my grandmother to be there for me and you know being raised by your grandmother the morals are still the same the principles and everything but she couldn't really prepare me for this generation only due to the fact that She's two, you gotta, she's like almost two generations behind me. So it's like things have, things change versus when she was growing up. So everything is not the same. And like I always tell my grandmother, the morals, the principles of life are still the same. You know, you're supposed to have respect. You're supposed to carry yourself well. All those still remain the same. But as far as the things that like we went through growing up or even our kids, if you have kids growing up now, it's different from when we were growing up and it it's kind of hard because I miss I missed out on a lot I missed out on a lot of things that I could I could have been a part of like my dad I saw my dad and my mom together but I never saw my dad love on my mom I saw my mom I heard my mom say she loved my daddy and that she was with him every day but they were always arguing. They were always, I never got to see my parents love on each other. Like I knew they were together, but I didn't know what love was. My oldest brother, the the other male figure that I had in my life growing up, my oldest brother, he was, you know, he did his thing. He wasn't faithful. I never saw him be faithful. So that brought on the mentality of, I saw my dad cheat on my mom. I say my I saw my mom say she still loved my dad. So it's like, okay, how am I supposed to figure this thing out? How do I know how a man's supposed to treat a woman when I saw my dad cheat on my mom? I was a part of it. Like I knew this stuff. I knew my dad was cheating on my mom, but I didn't love my dad more than I love my mom. But my dad gave me more than my mom. So I felt like I had to protect my dad. In what he was doing or if I told I felt like if I told my mom what my dad was doing I felt like that would have stopped me from getting the quote-unquote everything that I was getting and 
my mom, I saw my dad, I saw my mom be hurt because my dad had the money. So she had, she stayed. So it's like, do you stay because you don't, he has money and you're unhappy? Like, this is the things that I, I look back on and try to not live the same life of my upbringing. And I never met my granddad, which is my dad's mom. So I don't know. And you know, older people, like when I ha- try to have conversation with my grandmother about like when she was courting, when she was dating or when she was married, she feel like she's not going to have that conversation with me because she don't feel like sitting down talking about her sex. Like, like I'm not trying to know what you did in the bed, but I'm just trying to get a clear understanding because I don't want to have this. I don't want to have the same generational curse. My grandmother got married, got divorced three kids my mom has been married I don't I think maybe twice I want to say yeah she met we have she has three baby daddies and she married two of them and she's not married now so I try to have conversations with them to try to figure out what went wrong like what was going on at that time what was your upbringing on stuff like that but I kind of just, you know, get my own perspective of them. And like I said, my perspective of my mom was she stayed because of the money. Like she made her own money. But, you know, my dad was like the hot topic. You know, everybody, he was a ladies man growing up. So my mom stayed. My mom catch my dad cheating. She still stayed. And me looking back, I'm kind of like, what made you stay? What made you put yourself through it? That And it was always due to the fact because of the money. Not saying that she didn't love my dad. Because I know for sure that she do and did still do to this day love my dad dearly. But these are always questions that I always wanted to know. And even with my dad, when I ask my dad certain questions, my dad is always... His, his response of him doing what he was doing was they allowed it. And if I can get away with it, why not? Oh, okay. Try me. You get what I'm saying? So like my perspective of that was I saw him do it, as I said, but I couldn't say anything. You know, you better not tell your mom that I did this or you better not tell nobody you saw this. I saw it all. So now to this day, I don't trust men. Well, I don't say I don't trust them, but I have a trust issue because I saw my mom and my dad be together every day, every night, yet my dad still find time to cheat. And I have this thing of now in this generation, people feel like you got to have the finer things in life or you feel like you got to introduce me to something that will keep me that's why I introduced myself to traveling before anybody else can you can't introduce me to traveling when I've been doing this on my own you can't introduce me to the designer bags the designer shoes I had that growing up give me something that I didn't have growing up I didn't have love growing up. like I I had love materialistically like I knew that my parents loved me through money I knew that they loved me through what they bought me they didn't show me love to this day, I don't think I can hug my walk up to my mom and hug my mom without her pushing me off from her. Like she never embraced the hug. She never embraced the kisses. I can walk up to my grandmother and hug her and she would just be like, like she would embrace it. I don't have pictures with my dad when I was younger. 
because my dad was living the fast life. So I didn't have these things. And I don't want to cry because this is like a sensitive situation for me for I look I look back now and I have a little sister like I'm happy that my little sister gets to witness her dad but I didn't have that going up I had the money and now she has is not saying that I'm jealous of my little sister because I'm not I'm like cheering on the inside and happy that she gets that even if she's forced even if my dad is forced to do things for her be there for her go to the doctor's appointment my dad I knew who my dad was I saw my dad every day but I never saw I never could remember my dad going to a doctor's appointment with me I never been to Disney World with my dad I never had these things so I'm seeing it now and it's like the little girl inside of me the little girl inside of me is like crying and like yearning for what she has. But on the other hand, I'm happy that my little girl, my daughter is living out the little girl in me. And what I mean by that is my dad spends a lot of quality time with my daughter. Now, my daughter has been to Disney World with my dad. My daddy, my daughter has been out to public places like going out to eat going to the fair going to this you know what I'm saying? i didn't have a granddaddy growing up so i didn't have this stuff so the stuff that my daughter is witnessing now is basically the little girl inside of me is living it out so that's how i heal from being hurt by my parents because now that i'm older i look back and i can't sit down and have these conversations with my friends about my parents I can tell them that I had everything, but that's really it. You get what I'm saying? And like my mom, my mom took us places. Like I want to say that she didn't. Like I've been to Disney World as a child with my mom. My mom took us out, but I can't remember the times where she did it because she wanted to do it. She did it because she was kind of forced to do it. Like my grandmother forced her to spend time with us. My grandmother forced her to come to church to hear me sing. I had to like become mad for them to show up to my track meets or to come up to my cheer when I cheered at games. I didn't have this stuff. And it's like they didn't do it. And it's not because they didn't want to do it. It's just because that they they were living a street life. So it was it was hard for them. It's like they didn't I well um they basically my parents choose a street over their kids and I don't mean that in a bad way but they felt like the money was more important so that's why I go hard for my daughter that's why I spend quality time with my daughter because I never want her to feel like I never want her to feel like the money is more important than her she'll always be more important than the money like if I can't have a job that accepts that my daughter needs me then I can't be on that job. I'm just sorry. If my daughter is walking, I always say this. If my daughter has, she wants me to be there to walk across the stage because she can hold a a piece of paper on one finger and she wants me there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to tell my job, hey, I'm coming, but I'm coming. Like I have to go support my daughter. 
And this is not nothing forced. This is what I want to do. I spend time with my daughter. My daughter is now nine and she can tell you what she did on her third and fourth birthday. And that means so much to me because that means that I've done my part. I spend quality time with her. She has these memorable moments that she can look back on and be like, my mom has taken me here. My mom was always there for me. Like my, she knows that I, I may, I may work 12, 13 hours a day, but she knows if I'm working too much and I feel like I haven't been spending time with her. Sometimes I'll get off early and just take her to go get tacos that I've, I've created this thing where she looks forward to spending time with me on Tuesday. She knows that we go to Tijuana flats on to get tacos because it's taco Tuesday. So sometimes I may forget and stay at work a little late and she'll call me and be like, mommy, do you know what today is? And I'm like, what Maya? She's like, today is taco Tuesday. That lets me know that she looked forward to the things that I do with her. Like I always involve my child. I take her places. She's nine and she makes it hard for what I, what I, what am I going to do for her birthday at this point? Because I've taken her places and that, that, it, that was my, my coping mechanism for healing was I just broke the cycle of doing how I was brought up. I told myself, I'm going to spoil my child. Yeah, she's going to have everything that she wants plus what she needs, but that's not it. I'm going to be her mother. I'm going to be there. I want to be able to have a conversation with her. Let her have that relationship with me where she can have that, where she can feel comfortable. I didn't have that. I have more of her, excuse me. I had more of a, of a friend than a mother. I always told my mom, like, I don't need a friend. I need, I need my mother. And my mother was not there. I had my mom because she took care of me, but I didn't have my mother. I didn't have that. And now that I'm older, we don't, that's like the, the gap in me and my mom's relationship. I have her as a friend, but I'm so sorry. I have her as a friend, but I don't have her as my mother. I can't. I can't come to her and have a conversation with her about mom. How do you feel about this? Mom, how do you feel about that without it being a friend response? So for me, I seek. So for me, I seek motherly advice from other people. Or I just deal with it on my own because I don't have that. I don't have the opportunity to sit down and be like, this is what it is. This is what I need help with. I don't have that. And it makes it even harder because, you know, you feel like you don't want to tell people your business because people will look at people will look at you. People will look at you different. So that is why I'm so like bottled in because every time I attempt to tell someone how 
you get what I'm saying? How I feel I'm being judged. Or if I sit down and have a talk with my grandmother, she looks at she looks at it from not say a negative standpoint, but she look at it from how she was brought up and how things are was different her way. She can't tell me how it is now because she don't know. She's not in the world, not per se in the world, but she's not in she's not active in this generation. Like she doesn't know what goes on outside of our home because she stays stuck up in the house or she's just watching excuse me. She's just watching TV. So it's different. And even so with my dad I can't come to him and be like, dad, he's treating me this way. He's treating me that way. Because in the back of my mind, you can only give me, you can only give me clarity that a man is cheating on me because it's what you did. You can't tell me that he just this way or, you know, fight past this because you, because I never saw you be a good man. I saw you be a provider but I never seen you be a good husband. I never seen you be a good boyfriend. I didn't see these things. So getting advice from you is kind of getting advice from him is hard because he's going to give me a response that I can get from a stranger, another stranger man in the streets. So that's what makes it hard. And it's, it is, it's kind of for I won't say that for so long, my parents still don't know this, but I held a grudge against them. I hated them for so long because I was around people that their mother and their dad was there. And I was wondering like, well, God, I questioned God, where did you go wrong with giving me them? Why did you give me these? Why couldn't I have parents that had a career job? Why couldn't I have a parent? Why couldn't I have parents that was there for me? Why? Why couldn't I have this these things? And I hated them for so long because I felt like this is not what I want. Once I was, when I was younger, it was okay because, you know, I didn't know any better. I just knew that I was getting everything. But once I start, let's per se, dating and I realized what I was missing, I held that grudge against them because it's like, I never really felt love. I've had everything there is to have that was tied into money, but I didn't have love. I didn't have love in a way that I wanted to be loved. I had money love. I didn't have a I didn't have what I didn't uh, I didn't genuinely have love. Like I didn't feel love. Like I would walk into my house and didn't feel love. It was just a matter of what what new bag we got today, what we got today. I look forward to what we got. And as I got older and when I started dating that's what I look for. I look for somebody like you had to be making money like my dad was. And my dad always drilled into my head that if a man can't do for you what I can do for you, then you don't need them. So that was my mentality for so long. I felt like I felt like I had to date somebody that was selling drugs or I felt like I had to date somebody that was doing stuff illegally because I thought that that was the only way that you make a lot of money. So I started dating men that did drugs, sold drugs, 
not did soldier excuse me i started dating people that was doing fraud that was doing stuff illegally bringing in almost thousands of dollars every day i i felt like that's what i had to date because my dad drilled into my head that if a man can't do for you what i can then you don't need him and my dad was a type well, was that my dad loves my dad is a very he's a He's a very good provider. That's something I would never take away from him. But he always felt like my dad loves to feel like he loved for people to depend on him. So my he loves when you call him and ask him for money. And to him, it's I don't I don't know what it does for him, but I feel like it's comforting to him that he can still be able to provide for his kids, even even as his, all his kids except one is grown. Like, if I don't ask my dad for anything, sometimes he'll just come to my house and be like, hey, I left you 200 I left you $100 on the dresser because he knows he doesn't, he hates to feel like, he feel like that's the only connection that, ha, I just got this. It just came to my head. He feel like that's the only connection to his kids is that we need him, that we need him for money. And it's only because that's how he was brought up and that's how we grew up. He felt like, okay. If I just give you the money, go do what you want to do. And it's always been that way. And now that I'm an adult, I, the little girl inside of me still, you know, wants to go out to like be able to take my dad out to dinner or be able to go to the movies with my dad. But it's like, it's uncomfortable because even me being 28, I never went out to eat with my dad. I never, as far as I can remember, I'm trying to hold it in. As far as I can remember in my adult life, I think I've only, I've only hugged my dad twice. My daddy never kissed me on the forehead and told me he loved me. It was always uncomfortable for him. I don't I don't know. But as far as I can remember, I don't remember my dad hugging me and telling me that he loves me. And I saw my dad every day. But these are things that these are things that I never had in it's almost heartbreaking. It's like I almost feel like I almost feel like I just rather had not knew my dad and him just being on child support because me knowing you and seeing him every day made it ten times more harder because it's like. I knew you my whole life. I saw you. There was not there was not a time that I didn't see you. And it's like it makes it a lot more harder. It makes it it makes it a lot more harder because it would have it would have been one thing to me to heal from having you absent, like not seeing you, not knowing who you are. I think I would have rather dealt with that 
than to know you my whole life, see you, have communication with you, and still never experience a hug or still never experiencing a kiss, still never experience a sit down dinner where we're talking and we can express our feelings. I had that opportunity and I missed it because Because he didn't know how to be a father. He knew how to be my dad. He knew how to take care of me. But he didn't know how to protect me. He didn't know how to be there for me when I needed him the most. And it's just nerve-wracking. Even to this day, I try not to just go back and hold this grudge. But that that like that part is just always touchy for me like i like i brag about my dad but on the inside when i when i brag it still hurts so i'm just going to wrap this up that i may go back and talk about it i don't know but for me that is why this podcast title is called I had everything but love. And even now, it's hard for me to date now because there are certain stuff that I never felt before that I don't know what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm confused. Like, I don't know what love... I, I, I don't really know what love is. I felt like I've never been in love before. Like, I know I love someone, but I don't know, like... What am I supposed to feel? Like sometimes I almost feel like I'm loving people, but I don't feel love because I don't know. I don't really know what I'm feeling. And I'm learning to understand my feelings. So that's what it comes to as far as me now, how I'm how, that not saying my ways, but certain stuff. I don't have the best advice. Or I don't have the best perspective of it because I don't know. I'm still learning. And goes back to the first episode of feeling rejected. So, yeah, that's basically it for me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all your support. And... Be sure to follow us on all social medias, on Instagram. I have Instagram. I have a Facebook like page and we're available on three main platforms. We are available on SoundCloud. We are available on Apple Podcasts and available on YouTube. And YouTube is kind of just the the backup because some people may not have an iPhone for one and second a lot of people don't know a lot of older people don't know what SoundCloud is so I always make it available so that way everybody can listen um and again thank you guys for listening um until next time goodbye